Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Father Dan introduced for us last week this new series that we're going to be moving through for the next few weeks called Fully Love. He spoke of how love is the point of our whole lives. Love is the point of our life of faith. It's the point of our relationships, the very purpose of our human being. But he challenged us to not only kind of hear this, but to make a decision that we would make love the point of our lives, that we would desire after it with all of our being. And We have in this beautiful first reading from the Book of Wisdom something of an image, I think, of of a person who is really desiring after love in this sort of way. Now, it's using the language of wisdom, of course, because it's the Book of Wisdom. Why not? But the wisdom of love is seen in... The wisdom of God is seen in God's love. So I'm going to translate it today as talking about love. Let's hear how this person speaks... Of, of love that he so desires. I esteemed her more than scepters and thrones. Compared with her, I held riches as nothing. Compared to her, all gold is a pinch of sand, and beside her, silver is ranked as mud. I loved her more than health and more than beauty. Now, here's a person who's really committed to seeking after love more than, more than the riches of this life, more than health or beauty or anything else that they could have in the world. It's quite dramatic, over-the-top language. But even if we are so decided, determined, we've committed ourselves to seek after love, we've committed ourselves to be loving, a loving person in all that we do, we can still find ourselves unable to act in that way. We want to love, but we hit these roadblocks and we're not able to. And this is something of what we see in this man in the Gospel, who comes up to Jesus. He, he comes up to Jesus, passionately seeking him, and kneels down at his feet and says, Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He's clearly after what Jesus is wanting to offer, and he's clearly seeking to live the life that God wants him to. Now, Jesus begins by rattling off a few of the commandments, you know, you should do this and do this and do this. And he confidently responds, but yeah, I've done all of these things all my life, I've followed those rules. But you can hear the frustration at this point because he realizes that there's something deeper than just doing the right things. And as we talk throughout this series about being fully loved, about living lives that are truly loving, it's not just about doing the external things. It's about letting God's love kind of soak into our being so that everything that we are is able to be caught up in this, a life of love. And so this guy comes desperately seeking to Jesus, and Master, I have kept all of these from my childhood. And Jesus can hear his, his desire for this, so he invites him into that deeper level. He says, go sell all of your riches and give the money to the poor. Then you will have this deeper treasure and then come follow me. But it's a tragic story because we see that 
This guy's had a beautiful face-to-face encounter with Jesus, but he goes away sad. He goes away dejected because he's not able to make this response to be fully loving as Jesus calls him to. Now, there's lots of things that, come, that can come between us and making this full response to becoming fully loving people. And some of these things are external things that might be totally beyond our control. We have, we have no way of fixing those things. But much of what stops us from being fully loving is within us. And that's why today in our Fully Love series, I want to reflect on the importance of self-awareness for our, our desire to become fully loving people. Self-awareness as a, as a key to allow us to grow in love in that way. And by self-awareness, we can become aware of, of all that's going on within us. We can, we can notice within ourselves kind of how we live and how we work, how we interact with others, um, how we find purpose and value, how we understand the world and how we think. And the reality of love and its, its kind of core part of, of our humanity is that it, it wants to draw up all of these different facets of our human being into the act of love. God wants us to love with, with our bodies and all of our emotions. He wants us to love with our values and draw our wills into that. He wants us to bring all of our, our personality and our history into being fully loving. So we see in this rich young man of the gospel that he's not able to bring himself fully to this act of love because he's attached to his wealth. He's attached to these material possessions that become a block to him. And in each one of us, there's all this messiness and brokenness that goes on within us that blocks us from making that response and entering into love fully. Now, this might be an attachment to something like this man in the gospel, an attachment to our material possessions or an attachment to some comfort in life that we can't do without. could be an attachment to some role or position that I have that in which I find my identity. It could also be that we carry wounds from our past experiences that can, that can bind us in fear or anxiety or other things that, that don't allow us to, to step out and be loving and courageous in that way. It could also be that, that we have motivations that are not quite in the right order. We might be doing loving things, but we're doing it out of a, a sense of just wanting to do the right, out of wanting to kind of follow the rules, or we're trying to please others, or we're motivated by trying to prove our worth or kind of achieve something and show off with our actions. Now, while this does prompt us to do loving things, it doesn't allow that love to kind of sink to the deeper level within us. It doesn't allow us to be fully loving. And if God was only concerned with our external actions, if it was just that we have to do the right things and then that's all, then we could just grit our teeth and do it and we could ignore all of this messy internal stuff and just as long as we do the right thing, that's cool. But God wants to kind of let his grace come into all of our being. He wants love to, to transform everything that we are so that all these different facets of our human being, our 
emotions, our values, our wills, our bodies and our memories can all be brought into this beautiful act of love, which is the sharing in the life of God. And as long as we're unaware of these different movements in our hearts that hold us back from loving, we're not able to become love. We're not able to be fully loving, to step into that perfection of love that God wants for us. Now, self-awareness does mean kind of looking at ourselves and you might react to that with the thought that, well, isn't, isn't love supposed to be selfless or unselfish? You know, we're supposed to think about the other. So what is all this talk about, you know, looking at myself and self-awareness? But you're absolutely right. Love is about forgetting ourselves so that we can, we can work for the good of the other. But when we're not aware of this kind of, this junk that's within us, we try to work for the good of the other and we're blocked by ourselves. It's like we get in the way of ourselves. So as I talk about self-awareness as a step towards becoming fully loving, it's self-awareness for the sake of this self-forgetfulness of being loving. We look inside at our own stuff so that we can understand it and then we can be freed from it. We can, we can see what's holding us back and then move past that and then we can forget ourselves and truly love. So it's self-awareness for the sake of the self-forgetfulness of love. And there's two ways I want to suggest that we can do this, that we can foster this kind of self-awareness in our lives, that it's not just an action, that a simple thing that we look at ourselves and now we're self-aware, but it's a habit that we need to foster in our lives to grow in so that we're aware constantly of what's going on within us and these movements inside. And one way I want to propose is with God and one way is with other people. So firstly, no, no matter how self-aware we are or not, we might be totally pretty self-aware, we might be totally unaware of what's going on within us, God knows all that's going on within us. He knows everything because, you know, he's God. He knows, he knows our past experiences. He sees our thoughts and our emotions and our desires. And he also knows that uniquely beautiful way that he crafted each one of us out of his love. So a great way for us to grow in self-awareness is to draw close to God and invite him to reveal what's going on in our hearts. And our second reading speaks of this beautifully from the letter to the Hebrews, where it says the word of God cuts finally through us. It, it can slip through the place where the soul is divided in the spirit and it reveals these secrets, these secret emotions and thoughts. Nothing can hide from him. So we can draw close to God and invite him to reveal what's going on within us. Now, we might think that it'd be cool if God had just kind of reveal everything give us a full readout of this is everything that's in our soul and then we can go, okay, I need to fix that. Um, I'll get rid of that completely because it's not working. Uh, this bit's working well and I'll just kind of rearrange that bit and now my soul's fully ordered and I can love as God wants me to. That might be nice, but really, if we saw everything that was going on within us at once like that, it would be totally overwhelming and... Uh, <laughs> but God, in his wisdom can reveal things in the right time. He knows 
when we are ready to receive healing for that wound and therefore he can bring it up and gently allow us to receive that healing. He knows when we're ready to grow and be strengthened in this way so he can show us that weakness that we have. So this is about drawing near to God and allowing him to gently, little by little, reveal to us what goes on within. And there's many ways that we can do this in our prayer, many ways to be self-reflective in prayer. But one way I just wanted to mention and suggest is the prayer of the examine. Now, the examine we have from the tradition of St. Ignatius of Loyola, and it's a simple little process where we, we prayerfully review our day, usually at the end of the day or at the beginning of the next day, and just look at the movements of our heart under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Um, now, I could go on and on explaining how that process works, but there are a few links in the video description on YouTube if you want to learn a bit more about that. But really, whichever way we take up to pray into this self-awareness, the key thing is to invite the Holy Spirit to reveal what he wants to reveal of our hearts. Because God knows, and in his, in his wisdom, he knows what we need to be freed from, what we need to be healed from, and the time that is right for that to happen. So then we can also grow in self-awareness in our relationships with others. When we're interacting with others, that's a great way to see reflected um, how our lives are going and how we're working. So particularly in those relationships where we're able to share more openly and vulnerably about our challenges and our struggles, about those desires and things that we're working towards in our lives, in those close relationships, we're able to, to have that grow in awareness by the reflection of other people and their sharing of their lives. So here at St. Ben's, we have a, a vision as a part of our life of discipleship that people would share in small groups where they can have these kind of relationships and share with one another of what's going on in their lives and walk together in this way that will help them grow in love. And while there's only a a few such groups going on in the parish at the moment. We hope to be rolling it out in a bigger way in the coming months. So if that's something that you really want to chase after, if that's one way you want to grow in your self-awareness and, and your walk of discipleship, look out for those developments. But really to consider whether we're able to grow in this, this avenue of self-awareness, we can just ask ourselves, where are those relationships where I can, I can share openly what's going on in my life with others and where I can discover myself through this interaction with these other people. Because these relationships, whether it's in a particular structured way or whether it's just in a casual way, they're going to be a help for us to grow in self-awareness. And it's going to be a way that we can grow in love. Now, all of this talk about kind of the, the brokenness within us can seem a bit heavy, but really, this is an encouraging thing to consider with the Lord because even though God wants to kind of form us and, and help us overcome this kind of brokenness, he still sees us as we are right now with, with full love and acceptance and compassion. So when we, when we exercise this self-awareness, we want to do so in a, in a spirit of self-acceptance as well, rather than condemning ourselves of, oh, no, there's all this stuff going on within me and I'm, I'm not perfect yet. 
We see this in Jesus' encounter with the rich young man in the gospel today. Because he comes and yes, he's hungry to, to receive the life and the love that Jesus is offering. And he, he wants to kind of grow into it, but he's not able to make the response. But Jesus sees this. He sees the hunger, but he also sees that he's, he's held back. He's tied up with these things of the world. And the text tells us that Jesus looked steadily at him and loved him. Now, I would hope that this man was able to go away and reflect on himself and, and then later be able to make that response more fully as he, grew, as he grew and as he became free of his attachment. But whether we're very self-aware or not, and even if God's calling us to make a step and be better to love, to be able to love better tomorrow, he still looks at us today with full love and acceptance. Yes, he's calling us deeper into love, to love more perfectly, to become more fully love. But while he's calling us onwards, he looks steadily at us exactly how we are right now, and he loves us. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.